Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. Today I wanted to submit to your word that is burning in my heart as we power on into this year together as Awaken City. I want to submit to your word that the future belongs to the strong and courageous. The future belongs to the strong and courageous. We're going to look through a book in the Old Testament called the book of Joshua that has to do with the people of God inheriting the promises that are available to them. The context is is that Joshua is now in his 80th year or thereabouts and he is the product of slavery. He is the result of the people of God getting captivated and caught up in comfort and compromise over years and years and years and years and years, generations and generations and generations to the point where they start crying out to God in the midst of slavery in Egypt and ask that God would send a deliverer and a way through. And God answers that prayer by sending the most unlikely person possible, a disqualified prince of Egypt who happens to be a Hebrew, a person of God himself who comes back after spending decades in the wilderness and leads the people of God through Egypt and out through the parting of the Red Sea and into a wilderness experience so that they could start to inherit the promises of God. But as he's leading a group that had been captivated and held back by a mentality of bondage, he struggled to maintain an atmosphere of faith to the point where they stood on the edge of their promised land, a land that God had promised their forefathers, the foundation of their nation, a land that was theirs by right, that God Himself was prepared to fight for them and with them so that they could inherit everything that was available. They weren't doing this on their own. They were doing this under the power of God Himself. That after sending 12 spies to spy out the land, 10 came back with a report that was so filled with fear and discouragement that it caused the entire people group to choose to lay down their faith and submit to fear and discouragement. Only two of the spies came back with a report that said, yes, there are giants in that land. Yes, there are battles to be fought, but God is with us and we can take it. But those two spies by the name of Caleb and the other one, Joshua, then had to endure the passing of a generation that had no faith their own generation, their own people that they had cried out to God for and with that He would send a deliverer. They then had to wait for that generation to pass 40 years as Joshua and Caleb are carrying a burning promise in their heart that we can take the promised land. We just need people of faith who will take it with us. Now imagine that season of life, 40 years, where they're going from campfire to campfire to campfire as the people of God wander in the wilderness in the wilderness, going nowhere fast, provided at every opportunity with God's God's grace and provision, but nowhere fast. And they're going from campfire to campfire, investing faith in the next generation. Once the fear runs its course, once the discouragement is let go, let's embrace the strength and courage that God has available for us and enter into our promises. I feel the challenge today that the future belongs to those who choose to be strong and courageous. Let me begin by reading Joshua chapter 1, verse 6 to 9. God's speaking to Joshua as He prepares to take the people into the promised land after 40 years of wandering the wilderness. It says this, Be strong 
and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do accordingly, according to all the law which, my, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it, in it, in it, day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not. Do not, come on, do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I believe there in that moment what God is doing with His people is setting up a climate that they can cultivate. An entire generation had been captivated by fear and discouragement. Do not be afraid or dismayed. That word fear means to be prevailed upon by an oppressive force. That here's this people who had experienced the breakthroughs of God, instead of inheriting the promises, had allowed fear to come on their heart and a prevailing force to conquer them when they were called to conquer others. That word dismayed literally means to lose courage, to be disappointed. This is what it means, that you're carrying your disappointment with you wherever you go. That you've left a land of bondage, but you've carried the bondage with you. And so the challenge was, do not be a people who are dismayed and full of fear. Instead, be a people who are strong and courageous. That idea of strength there implies with it this thought that you have prevailing strength. Instead of being prevailed against, you can have prevailing strength. This is the type of force that overcomes. This is the very thing that causes you to win. Be strong in what God is calling you into and have courage to be alert physically and mentally, to be brave and determined. It's interesting that God gives this as a command which says that it's actually a choice. It's actually a choice. You think with some of the things that surely God can just do this. Surely we can just have an upload experience where the Operating system of fear and dismay can be just replaced with strength and courage. But God here speaking to Joshua on behalf of the people says three times to get the point across. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. And here is what I want to submit to you as we head into year 2022 together. I don't know about you, but the last three years, 19, 20, 21, are a blur. It's almost one giant year of blah. (laughs) Leave that behind. That atmosphere that has been cultivated out of fear and discouragement. And as you stand here at the prefaces of all that God has available now, choose, choose, choose to be a person and a people that say, Lord, let us be strong and courageous as we inherit the promises of God together in Jesus' Name. Desperately need that. 
that as we head into this new year, the future belongs to the strong and courageous. The future belongs to the strong and the courageous. So as Joshua prepares to lead the people with strength and courage, he's taking them to a point in Joshua chapter 3 where he's now ready to lead them over into the promises of God. And for decades, they've been circling in the wilderness, this river called the Jordan, which is almost like a natural barrier into the promised land. That you could imagine for decades walking the wilderness and then you see the Jordan River on the horizon and you come and camp at it knowing that you do not have the provision, the grace, the anointing, the call to cross over until finally Joshua says, now is a generation of strength and courage. And they camp there at the edge of the Jordan once more to prepare now for the first time to actually cross over, to cross over. So the future belongs to the strong and the courageous who are willing to cross over. I'm serious. It is so easy in our current generation to camp by the Jordan and to cultivate a fear and a dismal display of discouragement and to look over into the promised land and say, if only. Well, here's the truth. God has given you the calling and the mandate to inherit. And so this time as you camp at the Jordan, Now begin the preparation to cross over. You are not called to live there in the wilderness. You are called to inherit the promises of God for you and for your people. So it goes on to say in Joshua chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. Then Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out from the Asher Grove and came to the Jordan. He and all the children of Israel. Many people estimate that at this point it could be as few Conservatively, as two and a half million people, some other biblical scholars say much higher. This is not a small group camping at the campgrounds. This is a nation travelling together. He and all that the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. Verse 2, So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests and the Levites bearing it. Then you shall set out from your place and go after it. The Ark of the Covenant for this people represented the very presence of God Himself. God choosing to dwell in the midst of His people to lead them and live with them. It's significant that as they're preparing to cross over, that they were called to follow the presence of God. There's something in it for us as we head into 2022. That for many of us, this is a season to re-engage with the very presence of God. That it is so easy to live out our lives now distracted, despondent and despaired because we've lost track of the very presence of God Himself. But God is here ready and willing to meet with you. See, Moses, before he led the people to victory uh, out of Egypt, had his own meeting with God in the form of a burning bush. He was a shepherd in the wilderness, hiding from his call until he saw a bush that was on fire that did not burn up. An unexpected sight. And he goes to observe what is happening. As he gets close, he hears God Himself speak out that unexpected sight. Moses, take off your shoes, you're on holy ground. Joshua himself, as he's preparing to lead the people into the promised land, does not have a burning bush moment, but instead has what is called the angel of the Lord 
the captain of the Lord's host, appear before him, the warrior, God himself, and say to Joshua, take off your shoes. You're in holy ground. So there's something about what God wants to do in you in removing the hindrances and the distractions so that you can pursue the presence that He's calling us into. So the Ark of the Covenant goes out. Verse 4, Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it. See, I, I was challenged by that. What do you mean, God? Why, why can't I come, come near your presence? But sometimes as you prepare to cross over into your destiny, when you're at the precipice of something significant about to happen, I feel God in this moment saying, do not rush ahead. Inquire, observe, watch where He is opening a path and follow it through. Do not come near it that you may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way before. Many of us have not passed this way before as we head into 2022. There is a not pass this way before anointing available for us. You are not called to spend 2022 going around and around and around in the wilderness, seeing things that you've seen before and saying, Lord, I'm struggling to engage with life. That He is saying right now, there is an anointing and an ability to step over into things that you have not passed this way before. If you pursue His presence into what's available. Verse 5, And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. If I can throw this out there, Isaiah 43, 18-19, the prophet writes this, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Now the implication there is that it's possible not to perceive it. It is possible for God to be doing a new thing right now, to be His people and not perceive it. Some of us just need to say right now in this season, before things really get powering, Lord, can I just right now lock into Your presence and start to perceive? Perceive what? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is calling us to sanctify ourselves, to prepare, to lead, to follow and to be empowered in the process. You are called to cross over in 2022. You are called to cross over in your career. You are called to cross over in the marketplace. You are called to cross over as a parent. You are called to cross over in your marriage. You are called to cross over, not not run away. Let me be clear, the crossing over It's not an abandonment of responsibility or a fleeing from all that God has available. The crossing over is a positioning of yourself right here, right now to say, Lord, You have promises for me and my family and I will cross over to inherit them. I'll sanctify myself. I'll prepare my heart. I'll pursue Your presence. I will not run away into fear and dismay. Instead, I'll cultivate an attitude that says the future belongs to the strong and the courageous. And I am one of those. The story continues, if you allow me. Joshua chapter 4, verse 4 to 9. As they're preparing to cross the Jordan, as they're there on the precipice, as the priests have the Ark of the Covenant, the very presence of God, they're standing at the edge of the Jordan. And as they set foot on the Jordan River, the waters actually back up and it opens up a ground for them to actually walk through, much like the parting of the Red Sea, the Jordan River parted for the people of God. 
Joshua 4 verse 4 to 9, Then Joshua called the 12 men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan. And each one of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask in times to come, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off and these stones shall be a memorial to the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so just as Joshua commanded and took out 12 stones from the midst of the Jordan. And the Lord had spoken to Joshua according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, carried them over with them to the place where they lodged and laid them down there. Verse 9, Then Joshua himself set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan, in the riverbed itself, in the place where the feet of the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant stood, and they are there to this day. You know, one of the keys to crossing over is to set your markers. One of the key things that God had commanded Joshua to do as the people were preparing to inherit their promises, He says, don't rush this moment. As you cross over, I want representatives from every tribe of Israel to pick up a large stone on their shoulder and carry it over. And it erect for us a monument to all that God has done to get us to this point. See, often we have to dig in the mud to pull out what God has available for us as we inherit the promises ahead. And so these people were called to, on behalf of the people to carry out a stone that represented all that God had done to set them up to this point and to take it at the very first place they camped in the promised land. And to erect there a monument to God's goodness. To say and remind the people that as God calls us to inherit the promises, don't forget He got you here and He set you up for the win. That any time you come back this way and you see that stash of rocks that were from the muddy banks of the Jordan, that that is a reminder that God has set you up for a win. But it's interesting in verse 9. That Joshua allows the representatives, this new generation to do that, but he himself walks into the Jordan in the mud and the mire and he picks up for himself 12 stones to erect his own monument. Something that was going to be buried when the floodwaters hit. Something that was not going to be seen throughout every season. Something that was washed away. And I want to say to you today, as you head into the promised land that God has available for you, as you take hold of 2022, you've got to take with you the things that God has set you up to win in. You've got to take through the last three years, if they're a blur to you like they are to me, what are the things on your shoulder that God has called you to take into the promises of God now and erect there as a monument to all that God has done and all the breakthroughs that He's given and all the calls. You've actually got to remind yourself all the things that He's done because He is with you and He is for you and He's calling you and to set that up and to not let yourself forget. That's part of the problem. It is so easy for us to forget. It's so easy for us to get captivated and caught up in fear and discouragement and forget that God has actually set you up for a win. 
So set things this year in your life that will remind you who you are and who you're called to be. What monument is God calling you to set up? What thing will remind you? Is it choosing this year? I will start my day in prayer and worship and I will begin by saying, God, you have called me to be strong and courageous. I don't know what is it for you that is gonna remind you who you were called to be. But in that, you have to recognise there are things that got you here that do not need to stay with you. So set up a monument and let the rivers run over it. Let the rivers run over the disappointment. Let the rivers run over the frustration. Let the rivers run over the discouragement. Come on, you've got to set up a marker. You've actually got to release it. You've actually got to take those things, bottle them up, not to suppress them in yourself, but actually present them to God as a sacrifice and say, I will not be defined by this. That I'm not carrying this into the land that you've called me to inherit. That I'll let the rivers wash it over. Could you imagine Joshua in that moment? having spent 40 years cultivating strength and courage in people, an atmosphere of faith, that there he gets down in the mud and the mire of the Jordan River himself and stacks these rocks as an act of defiant expectation that we will not be defined by the wilderness experience. We will be defined by who God is calling us to be. What does 2022 have in store for you? And who are you called to be? Let me give one final thought. Got to use what's in your hands. In giving, I told you that the Israelites had one defeat. It was to a people called Ai. They were not strong enough to defeat them. They should never have lost to these people, but they didn't sanctify and set themselves apart so that they gave all of Jericho to the Lord. But they dealt with the problem. They dressed it, they repented, they moved on. And so the very next battle, Joshua is led to take Ai on behalf of the kingdom. And it says in Joshua chapter 8, verse 18, Then the Lord said to Joshua, Stretch out the spear that is in your hand towards Ai, for I will give it into your hand. And Joshua stretched out the spear that was in his hand towards the city. You know, there's a season where we have to carry the rocks and place them. And there's a season where we have to pick up the spears to take the ground. Let there be prophetic acts this year where you see the battles before you and you position yourself where you run into them in God's strength and have the confidence to take the ground. The future belongs to the strong and the courageous. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 37 to 39, as we bring this to a close, the Apostle Paul He's talking about all that Jesus has accomplished for us in His death and His burial and resurrection and ascension to heaven. And in fact, the greatest victory ever bought in planet Earth's history is Jesus' sacrifice on our behalf so that we could live free in Him. That in fact, every single one of us, whether we know it or not, have lived our life in bondage to sin, sickness and death. And that because of that, we've been robbed of the destiny that God has made available. But through Jesus, through all that He has accomplished and all that He has invited us into, we are called to inherit the promises of God. The Apostle Paul writes, Romans chapter 8, 37, 39. Yet in all these things, 
We are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors for Him who loved us. I'm going to go on in a minute, but I have to just pause there. How can you be more than a conqueror? How can you be more than a conqueror? Isn't being a conqueror enough to win the battles set before us as we inherit the promises? It's necessary. Necessary to drive out the opposition. Necessary to overcome the assignments of the evil one. It's necessary to press in and be people of strength and courage. How do you become more than a conqueror? Well, see, once you drive out the enemy of your promises, you're actually called to occupy that space. So the victory that Joshua led the people into was ultimately meant to be a victory where they occupied the promised land and they ruled and reigned from it. And I wanna submit to you, as we choose to be a people of strength and courage, God is actually calling you to be more than a battle-hardened warrior, although you are meant to be that. You're actually meant to rule and reign in life. So occupy, do not let go. Here's the thought, do not let go of the victories that He's made available. Do not forget what He's already done in you. Do not forget the calling that burned within you. Times past that for whatever reason have been clouded out now, that calling is still there for you. There's some people here right now, there was a burning call on your life and you know what it was because you remember it. But it's like the power is gone. Unearth it again. Set the markers in the Jordan River. Let the discouragement and the frustration be washed over and inherit the promised land by setting a new marker this year that says I'm inheriting the promises of God. Unearth that call. God is calling you to help others live in strength and courage. You are called to be more than a conqueror. Inherit, occupy. For I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor heights, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The greatest victory available is a life lived, surrendered to Jesus. Awaken City, as we move forward to inherit the promises of 2022, as we take this opportunity to faith lift, to launch into the year with faith. Embrace the love of God that's found in Jesus for yourself. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.